business. Thanks for coming out tonight. I wrote me a manual, a step-by-step booklet for you to get. Now I make money moves. What up, what up, what up, guys? Welcome back to the Fitness Times Business Podcast, the show created to provide you with the practical and strategic advice to help you level up in fitness, business, your career, your relationships, and your life. My name is Joseph Mensell. I am your host, riding solo in this episode for you guys. Before I get into my message, for this podcast, I want to take a moment to thank each and every one of you who takes the time to share this podcast, to share every episode that resonates with you guys, every episode that you take value from. I Every single day, guys, in my Instagram DMs, I get tags uh, from those of you who, ha- who have listened to an episode, enjoyed an episode, taken a screenshot, posted it in your Instagram story, tagged me, and it just means the absolute world to me. I know sometimes you're like, ah, you know, I'm not going to do it because I don't have many followers or, you know, no one's going to really care about what I'm sharing and that it meant a lot to me. Guys, every single time you do it means more than I can put into words. This podcast is, it's a passion project for me. It's a passion project for the media team here at MJ's. We get a lot of fulfillment out of doing it uh, because it is a passion project. And part of that fulfillment is trying to get these messages to as many people as possible. And you guys are a huge part of that. And every time you share an episode, every time you tell somebody about the podcast, every time you take a screenshot and post it in your Instagram story, tag me in those screenshots, helps us fulfill that. So I want to thank you guys for doing that. I want to remind you to continue doing it and don't get into the mindset of like, oh, you know, I did it for the last episode. I won't do it for this one. Or, you know, I did it five episodes ago and I've enjoyed the last five, but, you know, I I did it back then, so I won't do it again every single time, guys, uh, that you can spread the word of the show uh, just means the absolute world to me, means the absolute world to our team. It helps us fulfill uh, the mission of this little passion project podcast of ours. So thank you. So I just, uh, this morning, as a matter of fact, I, I'm, I'm fresh off a keynote speech. I uh, delivered a, a keynote speech this morning. And um, one of the one of the themes of this keynote speech was uh, confronting psychological fears, confronting fears, and in particular, the fears that present, prevent, I should say, uh, everyone, prevent all of us from pursuing what it is we really want to do with our lives. I spoke about passion project. This podcast is a passion project of mine. The fears that prevent us from pursuing our personal passion projects. And there's a bunch of them, and you guys will will resonate straight away. Fear of failure is definitely a huge one, which manifests as I don't want to try this new thing because if it doesn't work out and I fail at it, I'm afraid of what's going to happen on the flip side of that failure. That's the fear of failure. Fear of other people's opinions is a is a big one as well. You guys have heard me talk about these fears in many different episodes and many different contexts, but fear of other people's opinions is I'm afraid of what people are going to say if I go and pursue this path that I want to pursue and it doesn't align with what they think I should do with my life. It doesn't align with the decisions they think I should be making for my life. That's the fear of other people's opinions. Fear of inadequacy or self-doubt is when you try something for the first time or you confront something for the first time and you don't have the necessary skills and experience 
to do a certain thing or confront a certain thing, which is inherent in doing anything for the first time, but it manifests as, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm out of my league. It can filter a little bit into imposter syndrome as well. I don't have the skills. I don't have the experience. Therefore, I should stop, retreat, and go back in the other direction. And then fear of uncertainty, fear of change um, is a huge one. Really right now at this moment in time, uh, what we've all been through the last couple of years on the backside of, of COVID, the pandemic, so much uncertainty, so much change. We're now starting to see uh, the economic effect of how the pandemic was handled by different governments around the world, the printing of money. Now we're seeing inflation. We're seeing rising costs of living. So much uncertainty, so much change for most of us, more uncertainty and more change than we've ever experienced in any period of our life thus far. And that fear manifests as, uh, don't know what's going to happen. Let me retreat, 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 rather than moving forward. These are the fears, and there's a lot more, but those were those are kind of the fears that I've uh, I've kind of focused on in my keynote speech this morning. And one of the antidotes that I presented as a way of confronting uh, these fears, I actually presented it as the antidote to the fear of other people's opinions, um, specifically is to meditate on your mortality. And it's funny because sometimes when I'm delivering these these speeches, um, I rehearse them. uh, The way that I present keynote speeches is I actually write out the entire speech, uh, almost word for word, but very kind of shorthand. And I write out exactly what I'm going to say. And then I rehearse, 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 rehearse. And the way I present speeches is with no notes at all. So it's completely off the top of my head. Um, because it's well rehearsed, I'm able to do that. And so often what happens when I'm presenting these these sorts of um, keynote speeches, these longer speeches, 40, 45 minutes, an hour long speeches, is as I'm kind of speaking, I'm thinking in my mind as well about how I can improve the speech for next time. <laughs> and I'm thinking about, you know, different, different um, elements of the speech. And one of the things that came up for this, me this morning was the fact that meditating on my mortality is not just an antidote to the fear of other people's opinions. For me personally, and I think for a lot of you guys as well, it's actually the ultimate antidote to any fear that prevents you from pursuing what it is you really want to pursue with your life. So, I want to take a deep dive into how I do this. I want to take a deep dive into how this kind of plays out, how I meditate on my mortality, uh, how I practically do it, and, and then why, for me, it plays out as an antidote to, to fear of failure, fear of other people's opinions, fear of inadequacy, fear of uncertainty, fear of change, all these different fears. I can always anchor back into meditating on my mortality. And I think that um, I want to share this with you guys because I think a lot of you uh, will be able to apply this practically and, uh, and be able to confront whatever fear stands between you and who you're trying to become. So meditating on your mortality. You guys might find this surprising to hear, um, especially because I do so much, I produce so much content, podcasts, videos, supplement reviews, my personal YouTube channel. There's a lot of um, content being produced. And a lot of people, when they meet me for the first time, are quite surprised because they expect me to be very extroverted. And I definitely, I can, I can put the extrovert hat on and, and I, can, I can play that kind of role. But naturally, 
I'm very introverted. I'm, I, I'm a very introverted person. I'm naturally an introvert. And so I spend a lot of time thinking. I spend a lot of time reflecting. Uh, you guys know that I meditate pretty much every day. It's part of, um, part of my daily routine. And one of the things that I often think about, one of the things that I often reflect on, one of the things that I often meditate on is my mortality. There's a, um, a, a, a saying in Stoicism, a Latin saying, and the saying is memento mori, which literally translates to meditate on your mortality. Think about death. And I know it sounds a bit morbid when I say think about death, right? When I put it like that, it sounds a bit morbid, but it is what I actually do. I think about, I put myself in a position where I go, you know what, I'm, I'm at the end of this journey that is life. And I don't know how old I'm going to be, 80s, 90s, 100s, 110, doesn't matter, right? I put myself in a position where I've lived my life. I'm at the end of the journey that is life. And I start to think about how I want to reflect upon how I lived my life. And the reason why I do this, the reason why I meditate on my mortality, the reason why I think about the end of life's journey so frequently, there's, there's three main things that it does for me, along with becoming the antidote to every fear. So the, the, there's three and then, and then plus the antidote. So the first thing is that it reminds me that I have limited time, right? I think so often we can kind of, get into the mindset of we're going to live forever. I think it's actually inherently a human thing to do, right? Everybody else will, will come to an end, but I'm going to live forever. I've got unlimited time. It's just not true. We know objectively it's not true. Nobody has ever lived forever in the history of the human race. So by thinking about it, by meditating on my mortality, it reminds me that I have limited time. I'm not here forever. What that then does is it instills urgency. It goes, you know what? I got these grand plans. I got these big ambitions. If I'm not moving towards those ambitions with some sense of urgency, there's a very real possibility that I may run out of time because I don't have infinite time. I don't have unlimited time. So it instills urgency and kind of gives me that spark to go, okay, let's go. You know, you've got this ambition. You want to pursue this with your life. You said you want to do this with your life. Now, Let's go now. What are you waiting for? You don't know how much time you've got left. You know for certain that it's not infinite. You know for certain that you're not going to live forever. That's definite. You know that for certain. The one thing you don't know is how much time you have left. So have a bit of urgency and go pursue what it is you want to do. Pursue these things that you say you want to do. Pursue these ambitions. Work towards them. So it instills urgency. On the flip side, and I think this is a function of, of my age, is it also reminds me how much time I have. It also reminds me that, you know what, the chances are I'm probably going to live into my 80s, 90s, 100s, 100s and 10s, whatever it is, who knows with the medical advancements that will happen during my lifetime. I have a lot of time left. I've only been an adult for less than 20 years. I'm probably going to be able to live the adult period of my life another three, four, maybe even five times. 
So on one hand, it instills urgency and, and puts a rocket up me to get moving. On the other hand, it goes, well, you know what? You do have these big ambitions. The chances are you do have a lot of time and you can reinvent yourself along the way and you can pursue a bunch of different things. You can focus on this for now. You can get that done. And then you're going to have a whole nother life, a whole nother adult life to go and do something else. And then after that, a whole nother one, different phases of your life. So it reminds me that everything is short-term and whether I'm going through good times, whether I'm going through bad times, this too shall pass. And I have a lot of time left to live. So it kind of goes from one end of the spectrum to the other end of the spectrum. And then the fourth, the final thing, the most important thing, the, the main message of this podcast, this episode of this podcast, is it really makes me think about when I get to the end of my life and I'm looking back on a, on, on a life hopefully well lived, what is going to matter the most to me? And I think about the things I fear. I think about failure. When I look back, is it going to matter to me that I tried a bunch of things that I was really afraid of and I failed at a bunch of things? Am I really going to care that I failed? Or is it going to be more important to me that I tried? When it comes to other people's opinions, I'm going to get to the end of my life and am I going to look back and go, oh man, I feel so bad that that person had that opinion of what I should have, should have done with my life and actually went against that opinion and I disagreed with that person's opinion and you know what, it ruffled the feathers of our relationship and we had to, you know, have some uncomfortable conversations about that. Am I going to really be worried about that? Or am I going to look back and go, you know what, I'm happy that I choose, chose to live my life on my terms in spite of other people's opinions. When it comes to the fear of inadequacy and, and self-doubt, am I going to look back and am I going to say, you know what, man, I'm so happy that when I came up against those things that I didn't know what to do and I didn't have the skills and the experience, I'm so happy that I didn't confront them, that I turned my back and ran in the other direction. I'm happy that I never did anything that was super uncomfortable. Am I going to think that when I look back on my life or am I going to go, you know what? I'm so proud of the courage that I showed when I confronted the fear of inadequacy and I came up against things that I didn't have the skills and I didn't have the experience to confront. But I said, you know what? I'm going to do this anyway. And I'm going to figure it out along the way. And then finally, the fear of uncertainty, the fear of change. Am I going to look back on my life and think about the, the different changes in my life that happened, the different periods of uncertainty. And am I going to go, you know what, I'm so happy that I just crawled back into my shell and I just kind of waited for the storm to pass and I didn't confront any of that uncertainty. You know what, I'm really happy I did that. Or am I going to look back and I'm going to say, you know what, I went through some shit in my life. I went through some massive changes in my professional life, in my athletic life, in my personal life, in my relationships. I went through some serious uncertainty. You know what? I'm so proud of myself that I went through the storm, that I didn't bunker down and wait for the storm to pass. I figured out a way 
to get through the storm. For me, when I think about these things, guys, and, and, and other fears as well and the way that they manifest, and I think about, I meditate on my mortality and I think at the end of my life and I think backwards to a life well lived. For me, there's actually only one thing that I'm truly afraid of. There's actually only one fear that will remain at the end of my life. There is one thing that when I get to the end of my life, if I have this feeling, I will be truly disappointed in myself. And that is regret. I don't want to get to the end of my life and look back on a life lived and regret that I didn't try something because I was too afraid of failing or I didn't pursue a certain path because I was too afraid of other people's opinions or I didn't try something new for the first time because I was too afraid of being inadequate or I didn't confront the storm because I was too afraid of change and I was too afraid of uncertainty. All of those fears fall away in the face of mortality. All of those fears fall away in the face of regret. For me personally, when I meditate on my mortality, when I think to the end of my life, so long as I live life on my terms, so long as I tried everything I wanted to try, so long as I pursued the passions that I truly deep down inside knew lit my soul on fire. So long as I had the curiosity to try different things, regardless of the uncertainty, regardless of the change that they may have catalyzed in my life. So long as I can get to the end of my life and look back and have no regrets about the things that I didn't do, that I should have done, had I had the courage to confront whatever I feared at that point in time. That to me is a life well lived. So I encourage you guys, whenever you come up against any fear that presents itself as a stop sign, whenever you come up against failure, other people's opinions, inadequacy, self-doubt, uncertainty, change, whatever it is, and it says to you, stop, go back in the other direction. This is too scary. This is too uncomfortable. Whenever you come up against that stop sign, I encourage you guys to think about the end of life's journey. I encourage you guys to meditate on your mortality. And instead of seeing those fears as a stop sign, see them as a signpost that points your life in the direction that you know it's truly meant to go. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode. We hope you enjoyed listening. A couple of things to round out. Firstly, if you've yet to subscribe to the Fitness Times Business Podcast on your favorite podcasting platform, make sure you do that right now so you don't miss any future episodes. Secondly, if you guys took some value from this episode, the one thing we ask in return is that you share the show. And finally, if you've yet to leave us a five-star rating, make sure you do that before the next episode.